Chapter 31 of A Popular History of the Art of Music from the Earliest Times until the Present by W.S.B. Matthews. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Fifth The Period of the Romantic. Weber, Paganini, Schubert, Berlioz, Meyerbeer, Mendelssohn, Schumann, Chopin, Liszt, Wagner, The Virtuosi, Music of the Future chapter thirty one the nineteenth century the romantic music of the future in ordinary speech a distinction is made between the musical productions of the eighteenth century and those of the next following the former being called classic the latter romantic the terms are used rather indefinitely according to hegel whose teaching coincided with the last years of beethoven's life the classic in art embraces those productions in which the general is aimed at rather than the particular the reposeful and completely satisfactory rather than the forced or the sensational and the beautiful rather than the exciting the philosopher hegel who was one of the first to employ this distinction in art criticism took his departure from the famous group of laocoon and his sons in the embrace of the destroying serpents this group so full of agony and irrepressible horror belongs he said to a totally different concept of art than that of the gods and goddesses of greece in the beauty and freshness of their eternal youth these qualities are those of the general and the eternal the laocoon and its nature painful was not nor could be permanently satisfactory in and of itself but only through allowance being made by reason of interest in the story told by it according to more recent philosophers the romantic movement in literature and art for they are parts of the same general movement of the latter part of the eighteenth century has its essential characteristic in the doctrine that what is to be sought in art is not the pleasing and the satisfactory so much as the true everything they say belonging to life and experience is fit subject of art to the end that thereby the soul may learn to understand itself and come to complete self-consciousness the entire movement of the romantic writers had for its moving principle the maxim nihil humanum alienum a me puto i will consider nothing human to be foreign to me yet other writers make the romantic element to consist of the striking the strongly contrasted the exciting and so at length the sensational whichever construction we may put upon this much-used and seldom determined term its general meaning is that of a distinction from the more moderate writings and compositions of the eighteenth century individualism as opposed to the general is the key to the romantic and in music this principle has acquired great dominance throughout the century in which we are still living moreover if the principle of individualism had not been discovered in its application to the other arts it must necessarily have found its way into music for music is the most subjective of all the arts having indeed its general principles of form and proportion but coming to the composer if he be a genius as the immediate expression of his own feelings and moods 
or as the interplay of his environment and the inner faculties of musical fantasy in this sense there is a difference between the music of bach and mozart on the one hand and that of beethoven and schubert on the other beethoven was essentially a romantic composer especially after he had passed middle life and the period of the moonlight sonata from that time on his works are more and more free in form and their moods are more strongly marked and individual this is true of beethoven in spite of his having been born as we might say under the star of the classic he writes freely and fantastically in spite of his early training the mood in the man dominated everything and it is always this which finds its expression in the music the romantic therefore represents an enlargement of the domain of music by the acquisition of provinces outside its boundaries and belonging originally to the domains of poetry and painting and so by romantic is meant the general idea of representing in music something outside of telling a story or painting a picture by means of music the principle was already old being involved in the very conception of opera which in the nature of the case is an attempt to make music do duty as describer of the inner feelings and experiences of the dramatis personae nevertheless while leading continually to innovations in musical discourse for almost two centuries it was prevented from having more than momentary entrances into instrumental music until the beginnings of the nineteenth century when the general movement of mind known as the romantic was at its height in france the writers of this group carried on war against classic tradition the idea that every literary work should be modeled after one of those of the ancient writers subjects of tragedy should be taken from greek mythology or history and the characters should think like the classics and speak in the formal and stilted phraseology of the vernacular translations out of the ancient works these writers also were those who upheld the rights of man and produced declarations of independence in short it was the principle of individualism as opposed to the merely general and conventional for we may remember that the conventional had a large place in ancient art plato says that the egyptians had patterns of the good in all forms of art framed and displayed in their temples and new productions were to be judged by comparing them with these and when they contained different principles they were upon that account to be condemned and prohibited in farther evidence of the correspondence between the musical activity in this direction and the general movement of mind at this period including the shaking up of the dry bones in every part of the social order the french revolution being the most extreme and drastic illustration we may observe that the composer through whom this element entered into the art of music in its first free development was franz schubert who was born during the years when this disturbance was at its height namely in seventeen ninety seven moreover the manner in which his inspiration to musical creation was received corresponded exactly to the definition of the romantic given above for it was always through reading a poem or a story that these strange and beautiful musical combinations occurred to him many instances of which are given in the sketch later 
it is curious furthermore that the general methods of schubert's musical thought is classical in its repose save where directly associated with a text of a picture building character or of decided emotion thus while it is not possible to separate one part of the works of this composer from another and to say of the one that it belongs to an older dispensation while the other part represents a different principle of art both parts alike having the same general treatment of melody and the same refined and poetic atmosphere it is nevertheless true that if we had only the sonatas chamber pieces and the symphonies of schubert no one would think of classing his works differently from those of mozart as to their operative principles but when we have the songs the five or six hundred of them the operas and other vocal works in which music is so lovely in and of itself yet at the same time so descriptive so loyal to the changing moods of the text we necessarily interpret the instrumental music in the same light especially when we know that there are no distinct periods in the short life of this composer concerning which different principles can be predicated almost immediately after schubert there come composers in whom the new tendency is more marked mendelssohn entered the domain of the romantic in eighteen twenty six with his overture to the midsummer night's dream and directly after him we come to schumann with a luxuriant succession of deeply moved imaginative quasi descriptive or at any rate representative pianoforte pieces schumann indeed did not need to read a poem in order to find musical ideas flowing in unaccustomed channels the ideas took these forms and channels of their own accord as we shall see in his very first pieces his papillons intermezzi davids puntlertenze and the like so too with chopin there is very little of the descriptive and the picture-making element in his works nevertheless they chimed in so well with the unrest the somewhat byronic sentiment the vague yearning of the period that they found a public without loss of time and established themselves in the popular taste without having had to find a propaganda movement for explaining them as the foretokens of a music of the future this representative work in music has been very much helped by the astonishing development of virtuosity upon the violin the pianoforte and other instruments which distinguishes this century beginning with paganini whose astonishing violin playing was first heard during the last years of the eighteenth century we have talberg chopin liszt rubinstein joachim Dausick, leonard and a multitude of others through whose efforts the general appreciation of instrumental music has been wonderfully stimulated and the appetite for overcoming difficulties and realizing great effects so much increased as to have permanently elevated the standard of complication in musical discourse and the popular average of performance 
nor has virtuosity been confined to single instruments there have been two great virtuosi in orchestration during this century who have exercised as great an influence in this complicated and elaborate department as the others mentioned have upon their own solo instruments the first of these was hector berlioz the great french master whose earlier compositions were produced in eighteen thirty five when the instruments of the orchestra were combined in vast masses and with descriptive intention far beyond anything by previous writers in his later works such as the damnation of faust and the mighty requiem berlioz far surpassed these efforts every one of his effects afterward proving to have been well calculated directly after his early works came the first of that much-discussed genius richard wagner who besides being one of the most profound and acute intelligences ever distinguished in music and a great master of the province of opera in which he accomplished stupendous creations was also an orchestral virtuoso coloring when he chose with true instinct for the mere sake of color and massing and contrasting instruments in endless variety and beauty the activity in musical production during the nineteenth century has been so extraordinary in amount and in the number of composers concerned in it and so ample in the range of musical effects brought to realization as to fully illustrate the truth of the principle enunciated at the outset of this narrative namely that the course of musical progress has been toward greater complication of tonal effects in every direction implying upon the part of composers the possession of more inclusive principles of tonal unity and upon the part of the hearers to whom these vast works have been addressed the possession of corresponding powers of tonal perception and the persistence of impressions for a sufficient length of time in each instance for the underlying unity to be realized as an incident in the rapidity of the progress on the part of composers we have had what is called the music of the future namely productions of one generation intelligible to the finer intelligences of that generation yet music of the future to all others but in the generation following these compositions have gone into the common stock through the progress of the faculties of hearing and of deeper perceptions of tonal relations meanwhile there has been created another stratum of music of the future which may be expected to occupy the attention of the generation next ensuing to whom in turn it will become the music of the present in the nature of the case there is not nor can there be a stopping-place unless we conceive the possibility of a return to the conservatism of plato and the ancient egyptians and the passage of statute laws permitting the employment of chords and rhythms up to a certain specified degree of complexity beyond which their use would constitute a grave statutory offence it is possible that the ideal of art might again be reformed in the direction of restriction from the uncomely the forced and the sensational and in favor of the beautiful the becoming and the divine nevertheless it is the inevitable consequence of a prescription of this kind to run into mere prettiness and tuneful emptiness protection is a failure in art the spirit must have freedom 
or it will never take its grandest flights and it is altogether possible that the needed corrective will presently be discovered of itself through the progress of spirit into a clearer vision a higher aspiration and a nobler sense of beauty this we may hope will be one of the distinctions of the coming ages which poets have foretold and seers have imagined when truth and love will prevail and find their illustration in a civilization conformed of its own accord to the unrestricted outflowing of these deep eternal divine principles end of chapter 31